Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. That's the scary voice of Karen, but what's scarier is I'm in Tennessee. No, it's scarier here in Florida. This is Bonnie. Welcome. Bonnie. Oh, she's the she's pretending she's the good ghost of this Halloween <laughs> yeah, right. season. And then she'll turn on you. This is our Halloween edition where we're going to scare you with such spooky stories that I couldn't research last night because I got scared. So I'm glad <laughs> yours are spooky. They must have had good specific information because mine are kind of, well, the ones that you first find when you start researching are kind of vague. They are, but you know what you can do? You can just make up the details because anyone who listens to this better not be going like, hey, this is journalistic, which, by the way, for people who don't know, Bonnie and I both worked in, like, journalism where we had to do facts. And so I guess this is our rebellious part of our life where we're, like, down with facts. (laughs) My Um, facts were so boring, too. So boring. Yeah, yeah. But while we're on that subject of making shit up, I was reading the reviews. My favorite thing to do on Viator or TripAdvisor about a ghost tour somewhere here in Florida. And I swear, maybe a good 30% of the reviews were... This lady doesn't know what she's talking about. She keeps giving history, and it's wrong. Like how many slaves are on the north side versus the south side. And her stories, quote unquote, about seeing ghosts are more like her feelings. And she has all these pictures on her camera of orbs that, you know, well, one of them was an insect that flew into the picture. (laughs) She's just a (laughs) shitty photographer. Photographer who's charging you money. There's some here. Um, so I don't do the ghost tours, but my husband and my daughters love that shit because uh, they didn't grow up fundamentalist Christian, <laughs> where now we are ruined for life. But they did the one in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. And that's a spooky one. But there's one in our town here, south of Nashville. And one of the places that my friend actually would do her Christmas parties is what's called the old jail because there's like a few jails that are now like, hey, come have a party in the old jail. And there's a trap door. And if you look up, it's where they hung the ropes. And that I don't like that. that. That's real. That's real. But so are ghostess. So, but hold on though. In in a music city like that, all of your ghost stories are like, this musician was addicted to heroin and died, and this is how they haunt you now. <laughs> Isn't that like? I is it a cliche music city thing? No, no. It, it definitely uh, leans more towards the Civil War or oh, yeah. antebellum okay. ghosts you know, walking around. But I have friends who have absolutely been like, this happened here, this happened here. And I'm like, well, I will not be going there. I don't I don't really believe in it, but I can get myself to believe in it. Well, you know what I mean? I, I, I agree. And I will also say I had lunch with a friend of a friend the other day who completely believed and told me that the building where I do most of my work as a realtor 
used to rotate. The top of it used to rotate where the restaurant is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that never happened. Who would build, you know, in my mind, I'm like, a residential building wouldn't rotate. That's a commercial thing to attract people to pay to see right, the right. view. Anyway, she kept insisting, and I was like, you know what? Drop it. You're not going to win this one with this person. <laughs> but if people are telling you, like, oh, yeah, this happened, like, well, keep in mind, somebody thinks a building used to rotate. Okay. And that's what you can get when you go out to lunch with Bonnie you're just enjoying a nice <laughs> meal, and she goes, drop it. <laughs> no, I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I didn't tell her. Uh, I told myself to drop it. Oh, okay. Like it's hot. Well, you know, this is the first time I'm in my little studio here below the stairs, and for the first time ever, my lights are blinking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when I started researching this, my yeah. internet went out. And you know, when I looked in the mirror and I hadn't put makeup on, I look like a ghost. Not true. (laughs) You have brown eyes. (laughs) I I have demon eyes. You're just. That's it. I was like a shark. You just don't see anything because of the water, but two eyeballs. That's right. So um, I will. Oh, do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping? Yeah, housekeeping is. Um, thank you for coming. Please rate and review. That is your biggest way to help us. It's absolutely free except for an exchange of your soul to us. And we really appreciate it. We've gotten <laughs> lots of nice, sweet ones recently. Um, and remember, if you have complaints, we do have a complaint box at deconversiontherapypodcast.com. What? We've had it forever. But even other podcasts are like, if you want to rate and review us positively, feel free. And if you don't, you can just go to hell. But those are, that's other podcasts. Right. We're better. (laughs) Uh, No, I put in the hyperlink for Franklin Graham's email. So I don't really. Yeah, yeah. And check out merch. We've got some stickers. And, of course, um, the sponsorship. We've brought it down to $5 a month, which is the lowest Substack does. And we're doing more things with more news and all that. And then we meet in person. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck it. But, yeah, just go to our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com. It's in, like, you can click the links everywhere you find us. It's right there. And there's merch and there's sponsorship where for $5 a month, we're sending out like new church news. I've got to write a new one lately. There's drama about Andy Stanley from the Atlanta church and other things. And then we do a Zoom where Bonnie and I, to tell the truth, we had very few people turn up last time and we loved it. Not that we don't want you to come, but it's like our, like, Time to just, I don't know, make friends. I know. Bonnie says she has friends, but I don't. <laughs> so it's really nice. Oh, man. And yeah, uh, it would be so cool to do it in person. Wouldn't that be fun to do would like it? a U.S. tour? Would oh, it? yes. <laughs> oh, Karen in First. charge of editing has been like, <laughs> note to delete. <laughs> 
Loxahatchee, Florida. <laughs> right. Next. See, we go where we want. And if Macon, they just Georgia. <laughs> okay, this is freaky. I I look out a window when I'm doing my podcasting and when I'm sitting at my desk doing work and everything. Um, and this lady was just out on the street and now she's gone. I hope I'm she just walked you. away. <laughs> Actually, this I don't. She's horrible. She's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking my dog one night, and she's a girl dog. I guess a woman dog because she's fifteen. <laughs> and and she she bent down to pee, you know, the squat thing. And I hear this lady go, "Pick it up." And I'm like, "What? Who is that?" Oh, and then I saw her. Lady. Yeah, and she goes. I said, are you talking to me? She goes, pick it up. I said, she's peeing. And then she goes, oh, yeah. I guess if it's a girl, she bends down to pee like like a like a cow or something. Like, what? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, right. Florida, the home of the sweet, sweet elderly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. This is what, um, because it's Halloween, Bonnie and I were texting. I'm like, hey, you look up this. I'm going to look up exorcisms. My <laughs> husband went out to his, like, eighth concert of the day last night. <laughs> and no joke. And I was home alone, which is usually fine. It was dark. And I was scaring the shit out of myself. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'll look it up in the morning. So I've sort of done some alternate things. But everything that you look up about exorcisms, if it's on TikTok or it's a podcast, they put the scary fucking music with it. And I just want to be like, could you please just tell me without the music? (laughs) Because I grew up, I had a lot of, quote, demon and devil intervention in my life, which I also had sleep paralysis, and I didn't realize that. Oh, I always felt that demons were in the room, that the devil was, that I was being choked, that I was being held down. This did went, you feel it, or did somebody tell you it was happening? It. Okay. Oh, no. I felt it. It was like by myself. I was afraid to get up and run the 18 miles to my parents' bedroom. Bonnie <laughs> knows what my house was like. And it was just like, where can we put Karen that no one will find her? So it was an old closet that they made into my bedroom. And then... I was, I I did have sleep paralysis, which I found out later what that was. So if as a kid, especially you felt you couldn't move, um, some of those are just related to scientific bodily functions. But I was scared all the time. And then it got worse again when I got into the charismatic church. And I remember when I was deconstructing, like that was a big thing because I was always seeing demons at night, not being able to sleep. There was a hard time in my marriage that I was... Oh, I'm sorry. They're always dark. They're winged. They're, um, you know, very evil and all this. And the interesting part is a lot of people see the same things, but a lot of it's been implanted. Right. By different imagery we grew up seeing of demons. And I make and, mention of that in yeah. what I have to tell you. It's funny. You're 
just stealing well, all my I thunder. see one in back of you right now. Uh, yeah. But it looks like Martha Stewart. So when I was having this a lot, and later, uh, when I deconstructed and people were like, you know, what are some effects that you had? When I finally stopped believing, they went away, which yeah, is very yeah. interesting because I thought it would get worse, but... That's what belief does. So looking up exorcisms last night, I scared the shit out of myself. So I'm going to sort of do something a little parallel to it. I'll, I'll tell you about exorcisms. It's going to be fun. Okay. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I will begin by saying there are supernatural things that I am absolutely certain are real I don't understand Mm -hmm. them. I don't poo-poo the whole idea of ghosts and Ouija boards Mm -hmm. and things like that. But I think that there are a good amount of people who think, hmm, this is my way to trick people and to get money from them. So, like, it's all tempered. Like, there was a recent episode of that podcast, Criminal, where this guy was communicating with somebody with a Ouija board, and then it later came out to be that he lied and made it up. What? Um, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. So, you know, I, I don't think it's false, though. But I, I... I don't know. I'm yeah, so I, happy going, I don't know, and maybe it is. I'm glad you are. I'm very, like, I don't think it is. Um, and at the same time, I know there's things we can't explain. But mm-hmm. I am so fascinated with the science and, like, and being imprinted with different things that come out later. I mean, we definitely know it for signs. Like, I know a bunch of people who are like, Mom, if you're there, drop me a sign, and a bird flies by, and they're like, she liked birds, it's her. You know, there are things that we suddenly see that we think are supernatural, and then there's some other ones that are out there that... I definitely don't know, but it depends on what your belief system is. Sometimes you're like, that was an angel in disguise, you know, but someone in India is like, that was a goddess in disguise. You know, there's, it's just what you see. But you reminded me, I saw when I was researching that at a lady's funeral, they gave out these cards that she had made, I guess, and it said, keep in touch, and it came with a tiny Ouija board in each card. <laughs> so she knew she was like, dying oh. and made those? Yeah. I That's think there's so lots clever. of people who know they're, yeah, dying. I like the ones that write their own obituaries. That's always fun. Fuck Ah. Trump! And then they die. (laughs) Yeah, that's just because they got shot in one of our states. Um, Keep in touch is funny. That's great. Okay, so I asked the Google gods, can Mm -hmm. a church be haunted? And that led me to a site that has Catholic people answering questions about their faith. So... Okay. Yeah. So somebody from Kentucky, uh, their question said, when they were an evangelical, they were told ghosts don't exist. So the Catholic answer was, 
We believe that all human beings have an immortal soul that survives the death of the body, which will eventually be reunited with the resurrected body at the end of time, and that bonds of love can survive death, and the the living and those who have died can have communion. And this, they said, well, think of like how we ask the saints to intercede for us with prayer, because they pray to saints mm-hmm. for certain things. They do. They're not Christian. We have yeah. said this. They're <laughs> idol worshipers. But they do have a saint where if you stick it upside down in the ground, in the dirt outside yeah. your house, and you're trying to sell it, it's supposed to be good luck. <laughs> so... Take that for what you will. It worked one time in a condo. We brought a potted plant and took a little tiny guy and just jammed him in there. And stuck it in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, in fairness, it was a nice condo. Anyhow, so they, they say that sometimes they read of people who've been visited and consoled by holy men and women. Um, but then, then the guy goes on to say, in accordance with our belief in purgatory as a time of right. post-mortification or post-mortem purification, they say that every soul is, that is destined for heaven will get there right away, not necessarily immediately. Sometimes they get stuck. Or they have unfinished mm-hmm. business here. So they think that generally hauntings or paranormal ghostly activity are kind of connected to either one of two things. Demonic activity. That's your that's Alrighty. your part of today. Yeah, that's that's my <laughs> expertise. Leave yeah. it. Drop um, it. <laughs> drop it. Um or a soul in purgatory who is somehow stuck. So this was interesting, what I found after that little answer. The Church of the Sacred Heart of Suffrage, not far from the Vatican, contains a mm-hmm. small museum of the souls of purgatory, which reminds us to pray for these souls. And so they have on display what this little church says are worldly relics of the souls in purgatory reaching out to friends and loved ones for prayers. So they've got, this is kind of sad to me. You know, when you go into like a guy's garage and I'm talking about like a Mm -hmm. grandfather's garage where you've got the pegboard and then they put in sticks to hold things up. That's what the back of it is. So it's kind of this rickety museum. Um, But... But there is one that was, they have a whole bunch of places where, like, apparently a hand that is on fire has scorched something in our world. So they've got a All lot right. of hands, a lot of black hand okay. marks. And there's mm-hmm. um, there's a finger mark on a sleeping cap. I love that, a sleeping cap. What? Yeah. Um, but then there was one, this guy in 1789 heard noises for 11 consecutive nights. Now, P.S., back in 1789, I don't know if they had diagnosed schizophrenia and all sorts of things. Oh, we're going to get into like that. We yeah. um, and then in June, his mother appeared and reminded him that he was under obligation to have masses celebrated for her and, and the late father. Um, so then she placed her hand on his nightshirt, and it left an imprint. And so he... Um, he later converted and founded a congregation of pious lay people. So they have that on display, his Wait, sleeping do, gown. you're saying he made money off of a personal story that he turned into <laughs> well, a religious service? Found, <laughs> I don't know if they took offerings, <laughs> but I bet they did. So a lot of handprints from burning hand-shaped things. 
I experienced that in the 80s when I went to the Genesis tour that had hypercolor shirts. Remember those? And you put no. your hand on it, and then it keeps the hand print. Oh, it was like warm. Yeah, when yeah, you take your yeah. hand away, it's still, oh, yeah. Wow, that was pretty advanced for back I'm then. a church, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, that's funny. All right, so do you want to talk about your things interspersed with my different sure. churches? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I have some interesting stories about your old homeland, Hollywood. First of oh. all, well, this isn't Hollywood, but Salvador Dali actually asked, he's a painter, y'all, asked for uh, an exorcism to be done on him. And we don't have the details, but if anyone knows about his life, it did not take. That's all we'll say. But <laughs> he asked for one, and then he gave the priest who did the exorcism an actual original work of art and that represents Jesus. And then later, uh, just a while ago, I think, when the priest died, they found that original art in his basement. But he isn't the first, like, Hollywood person to believe in those things. And we know that Nancy Reagan also was, you know, a bit into that. Mary Todd, <laughs> who was Lincoln's wife, participated in a few seances because she wanted to speak to her assassinated husband. So people would mix it in with Christianity, too. But someone I did not realize was really into it, and it actually helped him co-write a script in the 80s that was very popular, is Dan Aykroyd. So he took his inspiration for for Ghostbusters from his great-grandfather, Sam Aykroyd, who was part of the spiritualist community in Canada. And they would have community and family seances in the 1920s and 1930s. And then Dan Aykroyd's father, Peter, actually published a book called A History of Ghosts which sort of documented their family and the spirituality movement and all those things. And Dan Aykroyd actually said on a Canadian Broadcasting Corporation interview, we believe, and I guess it's my religion, that you can speak from the other side and that the consciousness survives. So he's very, or was at least, that was his like spiritual heritage is doing seances and all that. He's open to it. I think he's more than open to it. I think he's like, (laughs) this is true, and this is what we do, and it's the family business. But we had um, Mae West. She believed in lots of those things and would do seances and... The same with Queen Victoria. She was very interested in the practice, and she wanted to speak to her deceased husband in the afterlife. Thomas Edison was really into it also. And, I mean, there was this whole, like, time when this spiritualism came out, and then it would die off a bit, and then it would come back. But I did find in the very reputable Daily Mail— 
that there is a woman who conducts these things, and she's known as the Hollywood Exorcist. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So she, I mean, you can tell me if this is authentic. She's 39. She lives in Studio City. And from there, (laughs) she does these exorcisms. Her name's Rachel Stavis, and she's uh, non-denominational and agnostic. I don't know. But she believes that evil entities attach themselves to people. And she says that she's actually done exorcisms on Oscar winners, movie bosses, politicians, and the people next door. So I think she did some kind of televised one on some actress that did a movie with Elijah Wood. I don't think it was Elijah Wood's fault, um, called (laughs) Maniac. And her name is, let me find out this Shakita's name, the actress. And the actress's name is Megan Duffy. So I guess they televised it, and it doesn't look dramatic at all. You just see this 39-year-old Studio City woman dressed in all black, because that's what you have to do if you're exercising things. She has out a long, (laughs) old-looking knife that she bought at a pawn shop. So (laughs) all seems it's on, on the up and up. I think creative people are probably more open to situations like that. I agree. So when I got my graduate degree, they said, okay, come do like your pre, uh, I don't know, you were, uh, you were meeting with one of the people who worked on staff, and this was in the heathen north. This was in Vermont. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. So I met with someone I already knew that was a lady, and she's like, okay, you know, here's your robe for the graduation, and now pick out a stick. And there were all these, like, decorated sticks. And I was like, oh, she put glass beads on sticks and is going to give them to us? I didn't (laughs) want to hurt her feelings, so I pointed to one. And then she picked it up and circled me and was putting the stick all over me to try and do something and I was like all right and that was like the thing that a lot of them did so I went back and I told my friend also from Hollywood's so this is what happened she goes no way I'm not going so she didn't she didn't even walk graduation she's like fuck that not gonna do it but well there were some things involved in the ceremony after I finished learning transcendental meditation that I thought well what the hell like yeah I know you can do this light that on fire okay go ahead knock yourself (laughs) out it's just weird how we as humans have these things that we still cling to exactly I mean that's southern baptist with baptism you know, it's like uh, yeah. you don't have to, but it's an outward showing of an inner change or whatever the fuck it is. So who knows? Well, let me let me tell you about this one thing that I found when I was looking up haunted churches. There was a website and it said Maryland haunted places. And then there was another mm-hmm. one that said Alabama haunted places. So I'm oh, going to read you this 
and you tell me if it's something we should leave in, because I think it's funny, Uh, but I don't want it. Anyway. So on the Alabama Haunted Places website, and this is really, this website reminds me of what the early internet looked like. With like a black right. background, right. bright colored yeah. letters. Um, yep. So here's what it says. Left abandoned for years. The Consolation Church in Red Level. There's a city called Red Level, Alabama, apparently. Right. It was rumored to host a variety of ghostly and otherworldly visitors. Confederate soldiers and ghostly little boys and girls have been seen walking the grounds. And a shrieking banshee has been heard sobbing and wailing from within the building. By the way, that's what... All of these haunted places, churches, seem to have in common. Orbs. They see people walking and vanishing into nothing. They'll hear sounds. It's just always the same thing. But I found a few more that are a little more interesting. Maybe it's just the people still thinking the sermon is going on because it (laughs) took so long and they died in their pews. It could be. And then, oh, another one is hellhounds. So at this place, some people even say that they saw hellhounds with glowing red eyes on the premises. Um, Okay, and then it says, sadly, the old old building burned to the ground in February 2015. The adjacent graveyard was unaffected by the blaze, but it is unclear whether the spirits departed with the building. Okay, so here's the person mm. who's been there and their reply to this. And yeah. I, by the misspellings, they did not dictate this in and do like voice to text. Like so, I do to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So by the misspellings, they just were just, you know, their thoughts were just flowing out. Here it is. And I'm not going to read it in a southern accent because I'm going to be kind. I've been here three times, Annie. Every time I've experienced paranormal activity, the first time I went was with one of my friend and his wife. Me and my friend got out. We, his wife, stayed in the car because she was pregnant. Plus, she's psychic and had a bad feeling. (laughs) So me and my friend Brandon walked to the graveyard at first. We didn't hear anything. Then we started hearing drums and marching, which makes sense, being that people have seen Confederate soldiers. So we decide Mm -hmm. to take the video camera camera out we seen something with red eyes staring s-t-a-r-e-i-n-g out us through the window so we decide to go back to the car then we get back there was handprints all over the car and the dog we had with us was going crazy and ashley which is brandon's wife said something was banging on the car so we left the second time we went pull into the driveway (laughs) and then all of a sudden something with glowing red eyes started rushing full sprint at the vehicle so we noped the heck out of there and yeah. as we were running from it a old truck started chasing now there's a rumor that if the truck catches you your vehicle will wreck and everyone in it will die so brandon punches it and i <laughs> and we end up what? driving it it kept up all the way to the paved road then just stopped it wouldn't go past we looked trying to see who was driving but no one was in the truck the third time we went we see people staring what? at us from the woods but they never did anything but anyway i would highly recommend it it can be a very creepy experience Ta-da! <laughs> oh my god these people went so- three times <laughs> and the worst okay just dissecting it when it said brandon or whoever punched it I didn't know, like, punch the gas. Because I'm like, how did he He punch the the truck? 
And I love if it catches you, you'll wreck. Yeah, because you're going yeah. 85 <laughs> thinking it's chasing you. And I want to know... Ashley, was she like, I'm not getting out of the car because, firstly, I'm psychic, secondly, I'm pregnant, or vice versa? First, I'm pregnant. Like, this poor lady, I'm just thinking the whole time I'm reading it, like, she's pregnant going, oh, my God, is this the choice I made as an adult of who to get pregnant with? (laughs) That's that's the issue right there. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I love the way it's like, hey, the church burned, yeah. but the the cemetery didn't. And you're sort of going, um, you know, you, it might be a wooden church and wood yeah. conducts fire, and then it doesn't <laughs> usually spread and then burn stone, tombstones, stones. but whatever. I mean, everyone has their narrative. Uh, long live that Alabama church, or I guess not. <laughs> long live. Okay. Hey, next? let me just throw in another little tidbit of other random crap I found that I think you'll yeah. enjoy. Um, so when you do searches on Google, sometimes you come up with those websites like Quora where people can ask a question and then random Quora's people crazy. can... crazy. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, random people can answer. So here's one that somebody asked. Here's the question. How do I talk to Satan and how do I know it's him? Does he talk a lot? (laughs) The answer was, I don't know how to make him talk to you, but I know he's aware of everyone that wants to talk to him. He can sense people's desires. The past five years, he's been visiting me in my sleep and sometimes awake, but it's always on his terms. I've done multiple rituals and blood spells to see him, but none worked. He'll talk to you when he wants to, not when you want, unfortunately. So, My gosh. The, I, the, who are the people sitting at home typing this in, asking these questions, and even worse, answering guys. them? No, this is a girl. We know who <laughs> this it is. This is a girl. All right. Wait, yeah, but so, she wants to date the 17-year-old guy. Oh. We know this. We have all the history. So uh, there, there was one more that I really enjoyed. Um, how do I make a successful pact with Lucifer? <laughs> I will do anything to lose that last five pounds. <laughs> Making a pact, this is the answer. Making a pact or what it is called in the spiritual realm, a contract with Satan or any demon would not be the smartest thing to do. Ugh, you think? <laughs> it's um, also called that in the legal world. <laughs> there is a possibility that they, Satan or his demon, can break the pact that you made and go ahead and use you or even kill you. <laughs> it's like see a sucker. There, there. There's more than one way to say don't make a pact with the devil. There's right. You don't know, go there's... down to Georgia. Yeah, looking for yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I mean, I remember now that we're going through some of this is that when I dated that one guy, you know who it is, um, and I should have known he was satanic because he played the bass guitar, that we felt, we talked ourselves into rationalizing that we would read the satanic Bible by Anton LaVey so we knew the tricks of Satan. Like, it's just young minds being stupid. Um, and I sure. know we were reading it, and it obviously didn't scare us too much, but then there were flies that were getting around 
the ceiling fan at his aunt's house, you know, his aunt. And um, we were like, oh, were- wow, because they talk about that. So in a lot of these stories with exorcisms and possessions, insects come into it a lot. Even yeah. collecting insects, eating insects. they're everywhere. They're everywhere, they're and they're everywhere. and they're icky and annoying, and it's easy to be like, "Oh, look!" And now they're flying around. Yeah, and a lot of them are dark colors, so they're mysterious. Let me That's let me right. give you let me yeah. give you one more answer from from my. Please, I need okay. to know these answers. Okay. This person asks, "If you could make a deal with the devil for anything in the world, would you do it?" This person answers, I would love to get my wishes fulfilled, to be more smarter, to have world peace, to understand animals. I want it for you too, honey. (laughs) To be able to cook without burning down the kitchen. If those wishes were granted, I would surely be jumping the joy. I'm sure the devil would grant me those wishes. Why not? All I have to do is give him my soul. Sounds like a good deal. But, Mr. Devil, I'm going to say no to you. I have many wishes that I constantly beg God to fulfill. So far, God hasn't done what I asked for, but I've learned something. I've learned I have to work for those wishes. Anyway, the rest of this is... You have to work at not burning down your house while cooking. How many houses have you gone through? The last, I won't read the rest of the sweet answer, but the last sentence is, so, Mr. Devil, here's my middle finger. I ain't (laughs) accepting nothing from you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Who are the people asking this? I love it. Karen, 665,000 people viewed this. I know. Is well, it terrifying? I wanted to say that to the the stupid people listening to us who come back every week. <laughs> Zeus bless you. That these this is a very real fear. And I would say a lot of our listeners have it. Like when talking about Satan and devil possession and all this, like no matter how long you're out, you're still scared of this shit. And yeah. Especially if you've had scary dreams, which everyone's had one nightmare in their lives, if they layer over their Christian belief system over it, I mean, you're just caught in this cycle of it. And the best way, I was going to say, to rid yourself of that is to talk about it, is to, uh, it's not overexposure, but Almost um, the act of just saying, I don't believe in this or that. Like, you can believe in ghosts or whatever, not know, whatever Bonnie says, but just, (laughs) I I don't believe that the middle, like, yeah, I don't believe that the devil is just gonna come possess me automatically. Like, it's good to express that because if you're afraid to say it, and you, however, then if you, you work keep saying it's fine. Uh-huh. I, I I however the devil isn't gonna possess you, but if you work in a field where you're in touch with the general public as much mm-hmm. as I am in, mm-hmm. in real estate now, but even before when I was younger in retail, 
You would yeah. really think that there are people who are possessed. Because it's nice to have just, a job where yeah. you're sheltered from it. You get to go to an office. Yeah. You know, you're working with people in the industry who can hold a job down. Yay. But man, when you are just subject to any John Q. public who can walk in off the street. Right. I remember that in publishing when I was in North Carolina and just shocked at, you know, uh, you how many people are ahead of the game if they, one, show up to work, right, and two, do what they're supposed to. That's it. <laughs> like, you don't, but I was shocked at, yeah, a lot of the things going on and, and whatnot. And people ask me that on TikTok. Do you believe in good and evil? And I still have to say, I think that there is a lot that goes into mental health, the way you're raised, the trauma you've had, the decisions you make. Like, I think that that can all combine into someone who's like, fuck everybody. I don't know. And I wish I was there, but I was raised by good fucking parents anyway. You know, you were raised by good parents, and it, it, it just makes me realize there's also a generational difference. And I think this yeah. lady the other day was kind of evil to me, but she wasn't. It was just how she talks to people. Right. And it's. It, I was going, you know what? It's just how she was raised. She's just a different generation. And she should not be. They, that should be the end of that. But, like, my parents were a different generation, and they were nice. So I still think there's a lot to do with choices and all that. But I get it because they're just people we have to deal with and live with, and unfortunately the devil won't take them away from us. So, you know. And oh, yeah. neither did the rapture. Shitty yeah. rapture. <laughs> well, let me talk about some famous seances. One of your favorite was a 2003 pay-per-view event with British mediums Craig and Jane Hamilton Parker, don't know if that's a relationship, that had claimed that they'd been in contact with Princess Diana. So they were going to do another seance called The Spirit of Diana, which they did, which was pay-per-view. And are you ready for the things that does Diana it say how much, revealed? Does it say how much they made? No, I could have looked that up, but I would have had to <laughs> type in another word. So, but but there it is. It always goes back to like, oh, how much money can we make off of people who buy this? I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I am seeing some people right now just raking it in with their ah oh, bullshit. Why yeah. can't I want to be? I want to do that, like do an alternate fake cult leader. And then people can follow that, rake in the money, and then I'll put it into the podcast. Okay, but then you might start believing your own hype. I already do. (laughs) But I actually was thinking of doing that. I'm not joking, yesterday, Mm -hmm. because there is a lady, and remind me to get back to what Diana revealed, but. This is this will build up the tension while people are waiting <laughs> to know Dying what to Diana know. said from the grave. But I talked about there's this woman named Beep who is a prophetess, and unfortunately her teenage son died in a tragic motorcycle accident. Oh. And so she 
prayed for him to be revived because God is the God of resurrection and doodly bop bop and all that. And she had thousands of people. She has hundreds of thousands of people who follow her, her bullshit. She had thousands of people agreeing with her and praying for this kid to be resurrected. Then she starts saying, God answered me and God said yes. And two days later, and then suddenly a new narrative (laughs) that nobody's right (laughs) that nobody's ever heard of, but was so smart because she tricked her fucking followers. She said, Well, we just learned a lesson from God because although God said yes and I said yes, God said that the son was named Beep gets to decide because he is the third <laughs> one in this conversation. That's pretty good. And we're good. not laughing at the death, though. But no. third one in this conversation, and he said since he's seen heaven and God, of course he doesn't want to return to earth. So there's right. this new theology she just invented on the fly that makes it a win-win. Bonnie, she has so many followers. Yeah. And I'm like... I want to start a fake account on Instagram. And I was thinking of this yesterday. And I was going to do all those bullshit posts about God's telling me this and just go whack with it. And then at the end go, ha ha, see how easily you guys were scammed. But then I realized it could hurt people. And so I don't. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, that's just the whole thing. That's it. Like the, mm, anyway. What a great idea, though, to leave the no decision up to. I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, it was so bad that she had her kids, his siblings, make signs that said, welcome back and hold them up for when he was going to resurrect. I mean, spiritual trauma. Yeah. But Shit. what did Princess Di say on the pay-per-view seance? See? Do you see how the tension built yeah. in you and you wanted to know? <laughs> All right. Here we go. She was, quote, this is what Diana said, having uh-huh. fun. Oh, after she in died? In the afterlife. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. She's probably and real she popular. Was, yeah. She was hanging out with M- Mother Teresa, who okay. now we know might not have ended up in heaven. Um, and she planned, she said, she planned on marrying Jody Fayed. I don't know, mm. up there, down here. And she was watching over her sons. Those were the big reveals. Crazy. Okay. Not, no, those would be hard to I make know. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing about like, so let me tell you some royal secrets now right, that I'm gone right. and how they fucked me over. Let me tell you with the paps, nothing right. like that. <laughs> Pay-per-view. Um, also, I've heard of this before, but I forgot about it, that a famous seance is the annual Houdini seance. So Harry Houdini did a lot of crazy things, but he died on Halloween, mm-hmm. 1926. Did he get stuck in some kind of contraption that he was supposed to magically get out of? There's going to be some dude right now yelling at us, saying, (laughs) no, he died of, and I forget. But I don't think he did. But I think it was something weird. But I forget. 
But he was an um, escape artist, but, right? Yes. Okay. He was except of the afterlife. Right. So he said before he died, like, he was going to send a word, and he and his wife even developed a code word so that only she would know. Mm-hmm. And they started these seances every year, and they still do them every year. And in 2020, they went virtual. So oh. you can probably, I guess it's on Halloween, that you can just go and look up uh Houdini seance and getting that Zoom and see if people hear from Houdini. I'm sure there will be people who say, I have come follow my Instagram and my pay funnel to get a class on it. (laughs) Hey, so speaking of a code word like that, I'm going to tell you about the York Minster in York, England. It's a gorgeous building, by the way. Oh, it's a place. It's all a, right. Yeah, it's their church. So this is in York. It is the largest Gothic cathedral in Northern Europe. It is stunning. It is believed to date back to 627 AD. There are a number of hauntings associated with this church, but here's the one that I like. I so um, in the 1820s, there were these two ladies from a tour group. I like thinking of ladies in the 1820s on a tour group because it's not like us. Like, get on the right. bus. Is the bus air conditioned? It better be. Is there Wi-Fi on here? Um, so They probably t- also had papers <laughs> that say, my husband allowed this trip. Right. So, so they're on a tour group, and they're going around the church. They get separated, and they're wandering around the building. It's not huge, but, you know, you can get separated and wander around. So they encountered a man in a naval uniform who approached one of them and whispered in her ear. And the story goes that he was the woman's brother who had died at sea, and the siblings had made a pact that whoever died first would come back and tell the other if the afterlife existed. So. Okay. We totally need to do that, and we're not going to tell you guys what our word is, <laughs> or like what our what our secret, you know, thing that we whisper in the ear is. Phlebotomist, <laughs> right? Okay. But um, so one more haunting of that church. I like this one. This is what you get from a lot of them. Another apparition said to haunt the Yorkminster is Dean Gale, who died in 1702, aged 26. He reportedly enjoys sitting in the pews and listening to the sermons. Um, it's so boring. And that's why Bonnie thinks there's demon possession already happening. Oh, I just, it's just when you're reading about hauntings, I'm like, ooh, what exciting information are you going to get? Oh, he sits in the pew and listens to the sermon. Great. That was it? sucks. Yeah, but I Um, really like that. Let's tell each other if the afterlife exists. I like that. Yeah, well, that's what people say about, like, I told my mom, come back as a butterfly. And guess what? You have bushes in your yard. And so there they they are. Um, I I agree. We'll think of something. uh, But you'll know, if I can come back, there's going to be certain people who will be just suddenly suffering terribly. <laughs> Thanks. Like, I'll know. That's Karen. It. No. <laughs> but one does live down there and does have fluffy orange hair. But <laughs> I better outlive him, I'll tell you that. So when we went to Europe, uh, 
last year, the beginning of the year, whatever, it's way too long ago. The churches, they're... I don't feel holiness in them, but there is like this revering and this awe and also a slight spooky fuckingness because they're very cavernous. They're cold. The I'm talking about the ancient ones. You're walking through yeah. and you're seeing scary, you know, statues with looks of anguish. And Mm -hmm. more than once, I'd turn around and be like, okay, where's my family? I'm just going to walk near them. Like, it's... And to have, like, a gothic one, I'd be seeing stuff in there, too. I don't know. Well, let me just introduce you to this. Do you know about the Capuchin Crypt in Rome? I know about the (laughs) Capuchin Crypt. Okay, so... And there are other ones in different countries where they do this, mm-hmm. but there are like 3,700 friars who For were exhumed. That's right. Oh. <laughs> they were exhumed after being in the ground for 30 years, and they took wow. all their bones and they decorated right. the church with all the different bones from the parts of their bodies. Have you ever seen this? Is this just they hired a designer on a budget? Because what do you mean? Were they I'm going like, to send you a picture of it. It's insane. I okay, so when have. I was, I, I mean, when I was there uh, in college, our professor was just like, "All right, so why don't we all go over to this capuchin uh, crypt here?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll <laughs> go." <laughs> like idiot. And I, you, you go in, and the walls are lined with skulls. And then there's yes, they're lined with that. femurs. But this one, they take some of the entire skeletons and stick them in a cape. Not a cape. What are those things called that they wear? Those brown yeah, things? A robe, robe type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's there's some of them standing around, and then there's a skeleton dressed it's in horrifying. a robe. It is. And then once you're there for a while, you just get used to it. Yes, Which is see, another terrifying it. commentary on the human condition. That's absolutely it. When people are in churches and churches that talk a lot about Satan and this and that, there are like, it's the frog in the boiling water, like everything. Yeah. Well, or maybe the opposite. You feel so shocked at the beginning and then you still remain shocked, but it becomes part of you. That is fucking scary. I would say a no thank you. We're not going to do that. Well, one. you know what? When Yikes. you're following your professor down there, and well, you yeah. just figure, oh, I'll go wherever he's going because I liked him, and uh, yeah. then you find yourself, whoops, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to what we were going to be going into. Thanks, Doctor <laughs> English. Anyway, well, we went to a sort of castle up on a hill and I'll tell you it's not my brand of castle if I would have done it but (laughs) it's ancient ancient and it was a pope um and I'll remember uh, oh it was in um Salzburg Austria and there was a whole disagreement between the pope and the people down there and so there was a torture room where the pope would bring people who talked against him who he was like, no, I get all the money. And they're like, hey, let's maybe leave money to everyone. <laughs> so, you know, there's a torture chamber. The stuff was fucking 
scary. No, All right, thank you. so let's talk about one of our favorite Australians uh, who was in a film that I totally missed. That was Andy called Gibb? The Pope's Exorcist. I know. Is that if who we're talking he'd about? Speak from the Gabe, um, from the grave. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is not. I don't know. I know why I said Gabe because this was um, what's his face? Oh my Can God! Now I'm blanking out. Who's the other actor? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe uh, yeah. was in a film this year called The Pope's Exorcist. Okay. And. I missed it, but the Pope was named Gabriel Amorth and has conducted over 60,000 exorcisms. And here's a far stretch. He believed that Hitler was possessed. Yeah. So this Catholic priest did his business from, or he lived from 1925 to 2016, he performed all of these things, and it sort of renewed a spark of interest and in exorcism within Catholicism in the first place. And again, he claimed that Hitler and Stalin were possessed by the devil. But in 2012, he made headlines because he asserted that there were pedophilic cults operated within the Vatican. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's a hundred that years true? difference. Most likely. Is it not true? Very likely. Do we know? No. No. <laughs> the, you know, just sort of some of the conspiracy stuff, unfortunately, people grab onto a little of it, and then they're going to go crazy. But I'm not saying it ain't true. So we keep he railed going against... Back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It is weird also so to me how... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird how we keep going back to religion for storylines in movies. Well, it's all, I mean, it's sort of perfect because you have a horror film with someone possessed or yeah. chanting Christian stuff. I'm out of there. I'm out of there <laughs> anyway. But Well, that is perfect. I get to leave. <laughs> so this guy railed against Ouija boards, yoga, and Harry Potter, the evil three, mm. the evil trinity right there, believing that they were the gateway. And I mean, these are the things that people believe. And then, of course, it just goes on and on. But I hear that the movie was sort of uh, maybe like black humor. I'm not sure, but I sort of want to see it now. And a lot of, of course, the clergy remain skeptical of exorcism in general, although it still keeps growing and growing. There is a guy on TikTok, and I need everyone to know there this. Is. <laughs> of course, he wears his collar. He calls himself Bishop Blah Blah. That's all you need to know. He speaks about exorcism forever, but he is also an, quote, actor. He's been on IMDb doing shows about the paranormal, and he also has been renounced multiple times from the Catholic Church, and he made himself a bishop. But people yeah. just keep following him because they don't like to read beyond, you know, what someone says they are. Yeah. Okay, so there's this other church. It's called St. Barnabas. It's on the Isle of Wight in the United Kingdom. So... 
It's some kind of a simple structure, but it has a ghostly story involving two builders. They were repairing the iron roof in 1980. So this is kind of recent. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So this elderly woman was dressed in, quote, old-fashioned clothes, and she entered the church. Nobody noticed. She called out to the builders, told them, hey, I live close by. And she offered them some tea and asked them, hey, will you just return the thermos at the end of the day? The builders poured out the tea. It was cold. It was undrinkable. At the end of the day, they took the flask back to the address that they had been given by the old lady, only to mm-hmm. discover that it had been demolished. Inquiries revealed that the woman, a former church warden, had died in 1977. That's the kind of stuff I love. That's interesting. scares me. And I'd just be like, okay, you're a ghost and you can do anything, but you decide to pour tea. See, that's (laughs) why I'm like, it's a fucking ripoff. Because you could be like... Pulling a chair out from under the Pope so he breaks a hip. You could be <laughs> going all over the world and, like, bringing maybe food and having it fall on people. Oh maybe God. we don't know the, the limitations of what you can do as a ghost. Tea. Apparently just this is what you get to do. <laughs> Serve bad Enjoy. tea. <laughs> right. Um, That's, drive uh, to the edge of the property but no further than the road. <laughs> Scare pregnant women with right. your friend in a, yeah, whatever. Okay, Man, I hope those see. two broke up. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so I looked up some exorcisms, and there were a lot, obviously. And I'm not going to really get into too many of them, but I am going to say... Something that most of them had in common when you look at uh, some of the most chilling ones. And, Mm -hmm. of course, the movie in 1973, The Exorcist, is built around a true story that everyone got scared from. And it, it actually, you know, does scare me, too. But it also influence Pentecostals and non-denominational evangelicals who call it instead a deliverance ministry because I have had demons cast out of me. I found it interesting that one of the... And you. One of the (laughs) things that a lot of them believe, like there was one young girl and... It's sort of like multiple personalities. They talk to them, and they're like, how many demons are in you? And she'd say seven, so they would get seven priests. You know, so it's like a one-on-one instead of a zone defense. And then some other things were that you can actually pick up a copy of of the Penguin Book of Exorcisms if you want to read all the exorcisms. But, quote... Those killed during exorcisms, which unfortunately has happened a lot and this year um, in unfortunate ways, are nearly always children or young women. Mm-hmm. What a shock it is. And it doesn't matter, you know, what you believe, but usually the target is women. So I'm just going to tell you one quick one. In Mexico City, 
1763, which again, I would like <laughs> some film footage. I would like. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so there was a local woman called Mary Trujillo. Oh, Maria Trujillo. And here you go. You know how they know she was possessed by Satan? This is from the letters mm-hmm. written that in that time because she was, quote, given to great sadness of an extreme nature. And it was <laughs> after giving birth. So hmm. this today would be called postpartum, but in, then it was that she had a demon of melancholia, that she needed prayers, that she needed things to cast out, and they were starting to see it in other people, too. There was another woman who was hearing pig noises. That would scare me, but sure, it could also me. be tinnitus. <laughs> and right. guess what has right. accompanied it? Um, shudders and seizures. She was oh, having fucking yeah. seizures. Yeah. And so they would do this thing and they would cast out everything. And sometimes it would take, sometimes it wasn't, but it was blamed on witchcraft in the end because women would dabble, they thought, in witchcraft. And a lot of people that they would do this exorcism on would later die of uh, mental health issues. There was one that was a young woman. It was horrifying reading about it because she did seem scary. But obviously she was mentally gone. And they did a lot of things to her and would tell her and her parents, you know, she's possessed. And a lot of people, they would hold them down. They would handcuff them. They would strap them to yeah. beds. They would do all this stuff. And later she died of malnutrition because she stopped eating because she was sadly insane. And referring to the episode that we did last about birth control in the olden mm-hmm. days, the people in, what was it, Egypt used crocodile dung to fashion something that they put up the ladies to prevent the sperm from coming in. So, like, you can imagine God knows the hallucinations that you might come up with if you had just put crocodile poop up yourself and gotten infections that nobody could account for. Well, you know, there's this whole thing, uh, rumor or conspiracy, that there were so many serial killers in the 80s because of lead paint when they were children, because <laughs> we did, oh. you know, there was so much lead paint everywhere. And I don't doubt that a lot of these things were sparked off by societal, by, um, you know, diets, by tons of poisons or whatever. Yeah. So I totally agree. And if we haven't released that contraception uh, episode yet, you Get have excited. that to look forward to. <laughs> Get excited. You're about to be possessed by dung up your coochie. (laughs) There was this other one-off sentence that I really loved when it was talking about this church in North Yorkshire. They're, you know, they they are said to be home to sinister specters, whatever. Um, And it says, dare you look into the Abbey's well at midnight? If your heart is pure, the face of St. Hilda will appear in the water. But if not, beware, for the devil will take you away with him. Well, that is just a shitty proposition. Then you've got to yeah. you've got to see the face of St. Hilda. 
I think she might not have been attractive. (laughs) We will finish this up with an amazing story out of 1991 when 29 million people turned on to watch a TV exorcism by a pair of priests. It took place in Florida. And it lasted six hours. Um, When did they watch that? One is, I will tell you, because it appeared, or part of it appeared, on the Geraldo Rivera special, Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground. Sure. And it was also in a book you could buy and all that. But it... It wasn't on, uh, I don't think the whole thing was on Geraldo Rivera, but it was on its own thing. And then the people went on there for their junket tour about their exorcism and book. Yeah. But it was supposedly, or maybe it was, it says it was one of the most watched episodes in the show's history. So maybe it was on Geraldo. It maybe. Wasn't exactly. If I go back to 1990, mm-hmm. I think we put part of it on Geraldo and then the rest on pay-per-view. Want to see the well, the rest of it? The other that would have been hours? smarter. Yeah, that would Maybe be that's good. That's what they did. It has to be on YouTube. But it wasn't exactly the exorcist, although one of the priests later claimed that the girl, Gina, might have levitated to the ceiling if she hadn't been tied down during it, which (laughs) I would say, please untie her out of kindness (laughs) and to let's see this. Now, she growled, she thrashed, she cursed um, and spoke in tongues, interestingly enough. And by the end of the ordeal, there were two entities, Zion and Minga. So they had them named or she named them. I don't know. So supposedly they got tossed out, these two demons, and she seemed to feel better. End of show. After show, she was later rehospitalized and treated not with holy water, but antipsychotic medications. Yeah. At yeah. a hospital. And I mean, that's. Uh, but that guy, one of the priests, was appointed because now he had a fan base as chief exorcist mm-hmm. of the Archdiocese of New York. Oh, we should look him up because maybe he's been fired since then. I know. We don't even <laughs> want to see what he was covering even, up. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> ween and go back to our other episodes where we covered Jesus Ween. We've covered Hell Houses. We've covered stupid Christian Things that people buy to put in your baskets and rip you off instead of, you know, instead good of giving candy. you good tiny pieces of chocolate. They're going to give know, you tracks. I know. So be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> and feel free to write to us about any of your funny Halloween stories or first Halloweens after fundamentalism or whatever you've got. We'd love to read them. Yeah, we want and real stories. Be a Spooky dung shit pile. A dung pile. Don't be a dung pile. (laughs) Bye. Bye.